0: Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs, raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all
1: while strengthening your family. (laughs) And now we'd like to introduce your host.
0: She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Meg Brunson. Brunson. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number 21 of the Familypreneur podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Storytime with Kiki. You may remember Kiki from episode number one. She's my 10 year old daughter. When you visit her website, you'll find children's book reviews and have the opportunity to shop for a variety of educational and entertaining books for kids of all ages. Plus, one third of all profits are donated to a nonprofit organization. Kiki picks a different nonprofit every month, so that she can save the world one cause at a time. So head on over to storytimewithkiki.com to discover the newest book she's reviewed and pick up a couple great books for this special kiddo in your life, all while supporting a good cause. Now let's meet today's guest. She started her first company at the age of 19. A portrait photographer by trade and a marketer by heart, she has built a following of thousands and worked with hundreds of clients. By 20, she was consulting for local and national organizations on marketing strategies, social media tactics, and content creation. By 22, she had graduated from a top private university with a master's degree specializing in marketing and public relations for the military. By 23, she was the director of marketing for an international military program, and she has worked in the military, nonprofit, corporate, public affairs, and contract sectors. Her military background is diverse for a civilian, as she's lived in the barracks as an army photojournalist, spending a summer rappelling down towers, in the gas chamber, and participating in land navigation training. She's also a former musician manager using her marketing background to book numerous gigs, including one of her musicians as an opening act on a world tour. She's done live radio shows, talk shows, newspaper and magazine interviews. She's a former New York runway model and actress. However, her true passion is serving the nation's military families. Unable to serve for medical reasons, she's made it her goal to help military families and veterans follow their dreams. Using her entrepreneurial success and strong military marketing background, she now consults, mentors, and teaches veterans and military spouses how to use social media and modern marketing practices to increase the success of their entrepreneurial ventures. A patriot to the core, she believes in empowering entrepreneurs with military backgrounds and those in the military sector to live the American dream. Let's meet Jenny Hale. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for joining us. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks. I'm really excited to dive into our conversation today. Me as well. So you have such a unique niche as a military marketing strategist. I'd love Uh. (laughs) to hear about what sparked that interest in you and, and how you got there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not many people do uh, specialize in in as specific as I do. So, yes, a lot of people specialize in marketing and social media and they work with companies and they're B2B and they serve other entrepreneurs. But I specifically serve military spouse and veteran entrepreneurs with military focused businesses. Um, So this has been something I've been doing for a few years. Um, I do it as a full time job as well as a consultant Um, It's clearly my whole life and my entire passion. I just, I love everything I do. I wake up in the morning so excited um, for the day. Uh, I have just like the best career and that's amazing. But I got into this a few years ago. I actually started um, in college. I was living in the dorm rooms and ended up living on the ROTC floor. And for those who don't know, that's the college program that trains students to become military officers. So it's a really cool program. And I got involved with uh, hanging out with a bunch of the ROTC students. And it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot from them. And it kind of sparked my interest in the military you know, sector. So I started actually taking a lot of military classes with the ROTC kids, which led to a volunteer effort over at the Veterans Affairs Hospital near me. And I just kind of wanted my whole life to be more about this culture and this community. Um, I have tried to enlist a few times and talk to recruiters a few times, but I have some medical issues from my childhood that made me unqualified to serve. So um, even though I wanted to serve and I wanted to be a part of the community, I wasn't medically able to, but instead of just letting that end and just being like, okay, well, I give up, like all my dreams over, (laughs) I decided I really wanted to find a way to stay involved with the community as much as I could. So I became a civilian advocate and built a career throughout college that would eventually lead to a career with military organizations. So I've worked with Nonprofits, military corporate sector type companies. I've worked with entrepreneurs um, and I've been a business owner myself since I was 19 years old. I started my first company uh, pretty soon after I got into college. I had always had the entrepreneur bug throughout like you know, elementary school. as was like a kid. And um, finally, when I got to college, I was just like, let's do it. And it kind of fell into my lap. It was the perfect opportunity for me. And then once it starts, you just can't stop. <laughs> so I started multiple businesses since then. And I've been a consultant probably the longest. Um, that was the this, the company that kind of ventured off of my first Business. Once I grew my first business, I was starting to naturally teach other people how to do it. And now I've really niched that down to only working with the military community because that's what I've kind of ingrained my whole life in. I was so lucky that right after college, I worked as an Army photojournalist. And with that experience, I ended up living in the barracks. I was, you know, kind of. Working with the soldiers during training missions, I was, you know, rappelling down towers. I was inside the gas chambers on the rifle ranges. I was participating in land navigation trainings. I got a really good experience of what it would have been like if I had been able to enlist. And that was the best summer of my entire life. Like, it was amazing. And it led to the career that I have today. I was pretty much sure that this is what I wanted to do, but I really got to understand military culture and understand what the soldiers, you know, um, you know, you thought about, you know, when they were sitting at, at home in the barracks on, at night, you know, they're missing their families, they're missing their kids, you know, they're passing around pictures of, you know, a birthday that they missed. Um, and that lifestyle um, is, is very admirable, and it's it's great to be a part of it. I'm so lucky that I get to help military families, specifically veterans and spouses, find financial security during their military career, during their spouse's military career, or after it.
0: I love that even though you've had medical issues, that I feel like that would be it for so many people. Like you just medically can't do it. And there's nothing you can do, right? Like you had this medical issue as a child, but there's just nothing you can do. Right. But it didn't stop you.
1: I couldn't let it. Um, You know, I have, I definitely kept trying. I was like, well, maybe a different recruiter will tell me a different answer. I tried so hard. Um, But eventually, you know, third time was the charm. And I was like, I don't think this is going to be it for me. But You know, I can find a way to help the community that I love no matter what. And um, I do feel like I found that. I found the calling that I was meant for, and I will live every day serving that community because they matter the most to me.
0: So, what have you discovered is unique about the military community and specifically military families?
1: So it's really different than, you know, a civilian entrepreneur and, and I'm a civilian entrepreneur. So I've had to work with a lot of clients who, who just experience different things. I'm specifically as a spouse, you know, your, your husband or your wife is going to what we call permanent change of station or PCS. We PCS every, you know, three years, sometimes less than that. It really depends on what your spouse's assignment is. So you end up moving across the country to different locations very, very often, and sometimes that's overseas as well. So as a military spouse, and if you're a mom or if you're a father or whatever that may be, you're, you're moving with your family um, most of the time. And that provides a lot of challenges in other ways. For one, it's it's definitely difficult to find a career every time you move, you end up finding a job and maybe it's not the job you wanted. You know, oftentimes military installations are not next to major cities. They're often in very rural areas. So, you know, it's a little bit more difficult to have a career. It's not that it can't be done. It's just a little bit harder. Um, so with that, entrepreneurship is a great opportunity to either supplement the income you make, you know, from your, your job or or to be able to have a flexible career that moves with you. So it supports your family. It supports, you know, your own dreams and your own passions. And that's what's just a little bit different about the military community when they're considering entrepreneurship. Oftentimes, it's just a very flexible option. Um, Same thing for veterans. You know, veterans often, you know, they transition from active duty. They're in the civilian sector. They've got, you know, they're looking for a job. they're, they're, They're going back to school. Um, And maybe they're looking for an additional challenge. Um, And entrepreneurship is a great option for them. If they found their perfect dream job after transition, that's awesome. Um, Maybe they want to grow their finances further. Um, Maybe they want to eventually quit their full-time job and work you know, solely on their business. There's lots of different reasons that the military community can end up finding entrepreneurship as an option. But I think my main goal is making sure that entrepreneurs and those who aren't yet entrepreneurs understand that that is an option, um, and it's great for their lifestyle and their life if they're the type of person that can that wants to be an entrepreneur and that is excited about the risk and that is willing to put in the hard hard work. Um, anybody can be an entrepreneur, but it's not for, you know, anyone, (laughs) you know, you really want to, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of effort, but it is really rewarding. So I love working with the military community because they have a lot of skills from being a part of the military sector that are totally applicable to entrepreneurship.
0: What are some of those skills that are unique to, to military veterans or active duty? Yeah, so
1: veterans, um, you know, when they're in the military and I I work with, with military service members every day. So I've seen this firsthand. Um, the best bosses I've ever had in my entire career have been veterans. And it's just because they're direct, they're straight to the point. They get things done. They have leadership qualities. They have all these soft skills that as a business owner, you're able to just cut through, make it work, manage your time and move forward. Um, There's no giving up when you're a part of the military. You're in this as a team and you will do it until the job is done because your, your battle buddies on either side depend on you. And that's a great quality to bring to entrepreneurship. Um, You will, you will make sure it gets done. It's not an option. (laughs) I think military spouses are very similar. They've gained so many skills from, you know, you know, Flexibility, being able to 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 translate the skills that they learn from you know moving across the country, networking—they they're always meeting new people. Um, they're just very natural at it because it's part of their everyday life. Um, some of my friends are military spouses, and they are by far the best people. I you know, I look up to them more than anything in the world because they just have these skills, and I'm like, oh, I really need to like hone in on that. I need to get better at that. Um, but it's part of their life. Um, they know how to, to go up to a stranger and start talking to them because they've moved so many times. They've had so many different experiences They're They've, they've seen a lot of the world. Um, and as a result, they're able to make great entrepreneurial, um, ventures and, um, business owners.
0: That's great. And we had a, I actually interviewed, a. A military spouse who started her business when her husband was overseas. Do you find that that's a common thing?
1: Yeah, you know, it depends on where you are in your life um, and where you want to be next. But it, I know a lot of military spouses that I've talked to too were like, oh, well, this is something I started when my husband was deployed, or we were stationed overseas and this was something I did to kind of help this help the community over there. Um, you often have an idea and you, you're you're sparked by it. And um, it might be because of the various surroundings, you might come up with an idea because you're in a certain location. So maybe, you know, you make this shirt and it's perfect because you were hot because you were stationed in, in hot climate, you know, you never know where you are and, and at what point you start your business. Um, but it's definitely something you can do um, to keep, you know, your own dreams and your own self excited for, you know, what happens next, no matter where you end up going.
0: So for military spouses that are interested in doing that, what what are things that they can do to help grow their business or launch it? Right. So
1: um, definitely seek mentorship. Um, you know, nobody can, you know, just... Become a millionaire overnight. You know, you definitely have to learn how to do this. It's not always easy, and it's great to have a group of friends that are also in your same position. Um, So join Facebook groups with Military Spouse Entrepreneurs. Ask for advice. Read the blogs. um, And get your hands wet, you know? Like, you know, what do you really want to do? Get your feet wet with an idea. Put it out there. See what's, you know, going on. And if there's a market for your product, definitely make sure that there is, you know, an interest in what you want to do before you put a lot of effort into it. Um, And there's a lot of different ways that you can go about doing that by just asking around your community and inside these Facebook groups and just see if people would be interested in that type of idea service or product. Um, And then from a marketing standpoint, I always have focused on social media. Obviously I work very heavily in social media. My first company was built specifically through Facebook and Facebook alone. Um, and that is something that I like, owe my whole career to is Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook and what it has done for me as a business owner and, um, as a career. And that is something that's free, you know, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Snapchat, like all of these platforms are free to use and they are the gold mine for, building brand awareness, especially when you're first starting out. A lot of my clients say like, hey, a lot, my sales come through X, Y, or Z platform. And there's a reason that that happens. You're able to build the community through there. They follow you because they want to see what you're creating. And that's how you're able to build a relationship that leads to a sale moving down the road. So those are definitely the top tips I would have. Get out there, ask advice, seek mentorship, ask the questions you need to ask in order to make your business successful and then get on social media and start building that community.
0: And I imagine social media is obviously important for all entrepreneurs, but I feel like especially for for military entrepreneurs, because you can be stationed in the Uh middle of nowhere, whether it's the middle of nowhere, Kentucky or the middle of nowhere overseas. Right. Right. Absolutely. We're in this age where you have access to so many resources. It's an incredible time to be able to pursue your your passions.
1: You can do it day and night. You don't even have to be on the same time zone. Um, you know, you can do it from any, like you said, anywhere in the world, and you can reach a bunch of people who all have the same interests as you. I mean, what better way to build a community than online? Um, you don't have to be out there at every single event, networking in every single state. You don't have to be doing that anymore. Um, you can build a lo- a great local following where you're stationed right now and grow as you grow in, in your spouse's career or in your career if you're still active duty and running a business um, or as a veteran wherever you you met people along the way as well as where you ended up after you transitioned. Um, There's just so so many ways now through online and through social media that you can connect with so many people that you've met throughout your career and continue to build those relationships every time you move.
0: So tell me a little bit about how you work with your clients or your families however you refer to them. Um, so,
1: um, I offer two sides of my business. So one is one-on-one coaching and mentoring. So I really sit down just like this on video chat with a client and go through their specific marketing strategy and what they're doing moving forward. And I help them build that together and then test it and analyze it. And we do this over a set period of time. The other side of my business works with larger companies companies that are more established who don't want to to do to DIY it they really want to outsource it so i work with two separate audiences one that really is like we don't want to touch it anymore like you just had and Work your magic, and then the other side that's like, I really want to do this cost effectively, but I want to understand how to do this because I want to be in control of the content that I put out. I want to I want to be able to build that face to face relationship with my audience. I want to know what I could be improving on. So the two separate audiences there, but I work with them either one on one or I actually outsource and uh, create their content for them as a ghostwriter.
0: In both in both of those areas, they're military focused. So just I'd like to focus. Let's just pick one. I'd like to focus on the big companies. So you said you, part of your um, mm-hmm. offerings is working with larger companies and they're all military owned. Is that how it, how it typically they're works?
1: They're usually military owned or they are civilian owned, but they are marketing toward military audiences. So I work with companies and entrepreneurs that are specifically selling military Themed, I guess you could say, products and services. So your business basically directly helps the military community, and it goes along with what my goal in life is, which is to directly help the military community. So if you're a business that um, sells, you know, military products to to service members or their families, or you're selling a, a apparel that is military themed in some way, or anything that directly helps. The community that I love, then those are the types of companies that I will do outsourcing with. For um, anyone that is a looking for coaching, that can definitely be any military spouse or veteran-owned company. My specialty is really creating content that the military community. Um, enjoys and enjoys seeing, so that's why I focus more with military businesses. But any veteran or military spouse can learn the fundamentals of social media, specifically for their audience. Um, so I definitely work with all kinds when it comes to one-on-one.
0: That's awesome. And what can you can you give me an example of, like a, a targeting strategy or something that's unique to the military community? Like I'm not even sure if I would know where you know what the what the difference is from a marketing standpoint so i'm just curious how that works
1: well it's all about being relatable so it depends on who your audience is but if you're a military spouse and you're a blogger that is blogging about military life obviously your target audience is most likely other military spouses so the best way to you know really hone in on that market is to be relatable and be approachable and to be the face of your brand Um, I, you know, I am who I am and I'm a military spouse too. And you know, I get what you're going through and I'm going to write these tips and strategies to help you through it too. Um, so it's a little bit, it's the civilian community is very similar. I'm Jenny Hale. I'm, you know, selling this product to this person and I get the struggle that you're going through, but the military community is more built around helping each other out when their spouse is deployed they rely on each other to 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 you know ask a question or to come over because the car didn't start that day. Um, when you're on deployment, you're looking out for the person on either side of you. They're just a very close-knit community. And if you're targeting that community, they want to help each other, they want to support each other and they want to build each other up. So it's just a more intimate marketing strategy than anything I've ever seen.
0: And that does make a lot of sense. Like I said, I'm not military at all. I've never been raised in that environment. Um, So it's hard for me, which I think illustrates the difference. Like it's hard for me to, to think about my neighborhood who I consider to have a tight knit neighborhood. Like our kids are all friends, but it's still, we don't have that type of, I mean, I, I, we would help each other, but it's not the same I can't imagine husbands leaving for months and
1: yeah it's it's a it's a little bit of a different lifestyle <laughs> we'll say it's a different lifestyle um and really everyone comes together and and builds each other you know up during those times there's a lot of support community within the military culture there's different groups that are available for help um there's different programs that are available um it's it's Marketing is still marketing, but it's. I really specialize in building a community and an audience that, that comes together around that specific fact that they have the fact that they are military in common.
0: And it's got to be, too, just part of the fact that you're so passionate about yeah. that niche, you know, that those are your people that you want to help and you want to serve and it, it's mm-hmm. got to make your job a lot more enjoyable.
1: It's so much fun. I work with people that I have, that I admire so much. Um, I really, I think they're amazing entrepreneurs. Veterans and military spouses just make incredible entrepreneurs. And they're so passionate about what they do too, um, which is really exciting, especially when their their businesses focus around giving back to their community.
0: Did you ever get any pushback from anybody like that you might be too niched down? all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: But it's actually, you know, worked out where, you know, I have seen people say, well, that's a really specific niche. Yes. Yes, it is. But it's amazing when somebody calls you on the phone and they go, I've never met anyone like you that does exactly what you do. I am a veteran and I run a business doing this and and you're exactly what I needed. Um, So for those that are out there, when they, when they see me and they see my website and they see the type of services I offer, they're like, you know, I'm not going to go hire a random random marketing person. Oftentimes they have already hired a marketing person, but they don't have a military background. And so they want to, they don't want to spend the time training someone to understand their own, you know, their own culture. And that's where I can come in. I can say, not only do I bring an outside perspective because I have a corporate background as a civilian, but I also have a corporate background working with the military. And I bring both of those things together so you can see outside the box. And yes, I know every single acronym that you're going to throw at me today, or at least most of them, or I'm going to learn them faster um, because I understand kind of how this community works and how they speak and how they talk to each other and um, how they even write to each other. Um, you know, we have a different language. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm able to kind of understand that enough to be able to create content that they can relate to.
0: Now, I'm sure there's no regrets here. Like I can tell there's no regrets, but I'm wondering, do you think it took you longer to build up the business being so niched down? Like if you would have been open to anybody or maybe Mm -hmm. I should back up and say, like if somebody came to you and said, I'm not military at all, I just like you. Would you say, you know what I mean? Like, would you tactfully say, no, I'm sorry, you're not my target market?
1: I would say at the end of the day, you know, there's so many people out there that I would love to be able to help. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to tell someone that, you know, I won't help them, you know, learn something or direct them to a blog post. I'm always going to help anyone that needs it. Um, That's just me as a person. Um, but I can really help create results for those in my target market because I know that market better. Um, you know, I'm not going to be able to produce results in something that is completely outside of my element. Um, and right. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I can, um, cause that's not what I specialize in. Um, so I have niched, niched down and I've niched down to something that I know I will enjoy working on. And it, it does take a little bit longer to build up clients in this community. Um, but I don't worry so much about it. Um, you know, or feel like I'm getting behind or, you know, I'm not measuring up to, to the next person left or right. We're like, we're all on our own journey And I know my journey is beyond making money and building clients. My journey is to help this community and to help them grow in any way that I can. Um, So for me, it's a life mission and a life goal. And it's what I already do in my day job. So, you know, it's natural to me. You know, it's natural to me to gravitate toward marketing with the military and building a strategy for military focused companies. So that makes it enjoyable. So no fear here. Um, or worry ever. Um, I love what I do, and I have an incredible group of clients, and I have you know a great community online that I love hearing from, and that's just the most rewarding part.
0: And I love hearing about the super niche specific businesses that are out there. I feel like I'm one of those people that definitely struggles with niching down because I have this fear of missing out on something great, you know. So. it's, it's refreshing to hear your point of view and to see the success that you've built for yourself in something so niche specific and how rewarding it is for you. It's,
1: it's definitely the best thing I've ever done for me. Um, it, it brings, you know, life to me. It brings me a purpose. And like I said before, I wake up every day so happy that I'm able to provide my advice and my knowledge to somebody else and that somebody else wants to hear it. That's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So what would you say your number one piece of advice would be for a parent entrepreneur or a military entrepreneur who's listening to this podcast now? What should they walk away with?
1: You know, a lot of times families tell me or, you know, an entrepreneur that has a family, they tell me, you know, I just don't have enough time. I I don't have enough time. And that is something I even struggle with, you know, saying like, oh, I just don't have time to get to it today. Um, You know, there's time for everything. And if time is holding you back from starting your dreams and the rest of your life, then that makes me sad. So I'm going to find a way to help you manage your time better. And I know social media can be overwhelming. There's a lot to learn. But once you do learn it, the point is that you learned it effectively. Like you learned how to use it in a way that wouldn't end up being a time suck, that you would start seeing results. And, you know, for a lot of people, they're like, well, I am new and I'm scared to invest in that. But imagine if you sat here struggling for, you know, three months when you could have been, you know, at a different level um, because you were posting wrong the entire time, or you were posting content that wasn't converting, or you didn't understand your market. Um, You know, all of those things are, you know, are learning experiences, but are huge, um, you know, time suck and motivation factors that are going to kind of eat away at you if you don't address them. So when you're first starting out in a business, learn everything that you can. And if it's not working, ask um, ask for help, ask for support and advice, um, and ask from people who have been through it before you. And then the biggest, biggest piece of that is once you've asked and kind of figured it out and like learned enough, go implement it. And one of the biggest ways to build a business is by creating content that makes you a thought leader. So people come to you because they know you're the expert at X, Y, or Z. And then also make sure you're networking. So you're not just sitting there and waiting for people to come to you. You are out there sharing your story and your content, but then you're also engaging people. And I do that quite often on, just by purely starting conversations with people on LinkedIn, on Facebook groups, um, in person at events, um, around the installation, um, at the end of the day, you are in control of how much money you make by how many times you have gone out and shared your story that day. So think about that when you're starting your business and you're struggling with sales or you're struggling with your marketing. Understand what your story is. What is the message you want to get out there? What is, what, what is the solution you're providing to the problem? And stop going out there and pitching people. Just go out there and have conversations, get to know people, meet people, Um, build relationships, provide that value. Nobody wants to get a message to their inbox that says, Hey, go sign up for this. You know, instead they want to get a message to their inbox that says who you are, what you do, and what you guys have in common together. Have a general conversation. And if you can slip it somewhere in there naturally, once you find out if they're even the right person for your business, or they mention a specific problem, then you can offer them advice and support, but always provide value. I never walk into any sort of you know, Facebook group and say, I'm going to s- sit here and pitch all day and, and or I'm going to get on LinkedIn and I'm going to message 500 people about my business today. That's not the strategy moving forward. Um, and that's not going to build your reputation within the community, which is the only thing that you have when you're first starting out is building your brand.
0: That's great advice. And I love that you mentioned so many different platforms where people can go you know, online, but also in person, I think diversifying, I feel like diversify should be my word of the year, you know? <laughs> um, but I, I feel like you need to diversify where you're networking the same way that you diversify your income streams and your investments and all of those things, because yeah. I've met so many people local, you know, my at local networking events and their needs are so different. Like sometimes the, the niche you may be meant to serve, you won't find it in one place, but you find it somewhere else. Yeah. So I think it's important that you you test out a lot of those different platforms. And the ones you mentioned, Facebook, LinkedIn, in person, probably the biggest ones.
1: Absolutely. Just get out there and share your story. The more people, I always say, it's not about who you know. You know, you could know a lot of people. It's about who knows you because they're going to send you the referral. They're going to you. It's not about how many people you knew in the world. It's really, did they know who you were and what you did and what your story was so that the next time they had a conversation with someone who mentioned the, you know a problem, they thought to send that person to you. So, networking is huge. It's again, it's not the pitch, might not be to that person, but it might be to the person that they send your way. Um, So think about the long-term strategy versus just ruining a relationship by sending something to, you know, a link to an inbox. That's not what people want to see.
0: And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong with networking. And I'll put myself out there that it's tough being B2B. You know, you go into a networking environment and I don't think I'm overly salesy, but you know that all of those people are business owners and you know they're all kind of your target market. But at a networking event, You really aren't looking for clients. You're looking for referrals and there's a difference. Mm -hmm.
1: If you build a client from that conversation, that's amazing. But again, you want to know more people and you want more people to know your story so that they remember you um and that you remember them. You know, honestly some of the best ways to build relationships are to get to know other people and what they do so you can send them referrals. The more referrals you send them, obviously the next time they hear about they're going to send it back. Like that's what relationships are. But if you haven't built that relationship, I know a lot of people, especially, you know, even just myself being on LinkedIn, I know automatically if there's an ulterior motive. But when I come on LinkedIn, I know I'm there to meet as many people as I can, whether they're you know, someone I would love to work with someday or not. I want to make sure that I have at least started a conversation and said, Hey, I would love to know more about you. It's not about you and your business. It's about them and their business and how you can provide value to them.
0: And getting to know them, you're going to provide them good referrals, which is only going to help you.
1: Exactly. It builds your, it builds your brand. It builds your reputation and people know that they can rely on you. And of course you're going to need to make sales too, but you know, it's a long-term strategy. You know, social media is the same way. You don't go on social media and say, Hey, buy this now. And it's your first post on Facebook. You don't go into an an email sales funnel. And in your first email, you're talking all about your new course that you want to sell. And it's $20,000. Nobody knows who you are. Um, you nurture those contacts. You nurture those people that you've met along the way. And it's, you know, I it's that nurture sounds terrible. Like you're nurturing them to get something out of them. No, like you really do genuinely want to be a good person and a good, you know, per, you know value provided entrepreneur to other people. Um, karma comes all the way back around and I've seen it work again and again and again where these people don't become, you know, my, I have, I have to go pitch to them because I need the sales, but they become my friends and friends end up making the world a better place. I promise you (laughs) friends are great. Friends and community are amazing.
0: Yeah, that's, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for taking all of this time and sharing your knowledge and experience with the military. And I I really enjoyed the value with networking those conversations as well. So where can people network with you?
1: Um so I'm active on Facebook. I have my own little Facebook group full of military spouse and Uh, Veteran Entrepreneurs with Military-Focused Businesses, obviously. (laughs) So we have a Facebook group. That is Facebook.com slash groups, Military Social Media Guru. And then I have a business page as well, which is Facebook.com slash Military Social Media Guru. Also on Twitter, which I love. I host uh, occasional Twitter chats and try to get the community talking with each other to provide each other advice and support. Really big on helping the community, learn how to talk to each other and and build conversations around the topic of marketing. Um, And my handle is at Jen Mill Marketing. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. You can come find me, Jenny Hale. Um, And I'm on Pinterest as well under the Military Social Media Guru.
0: That's great. Thank you so much. This has been... Wonderful, and I I feel like I need to go back and and re-listen to some of the (laughs) the networking advice and a lot of a lot of great points you brought up. I appreciate. Oh,
1: I'm so glad it was so great meeting you, and it was so great talking with you all. And um, if you have any questions, definitely let either of us know. We'll (laughs) we'll share them with each other.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. You'll find the show notes for this week's episode and links to all of the things that we discussed at megbrunson.com slash 21. Last week, we chatted with Debbie Reber, a New York Times bestselling author and the founder of Tilt Parenting, a website, top podcast, and social media company for parents who are raising differently wired children. This is a great episode to listen to if your little one is differently wired. If you haven't already, make sure you go back and give it a listen. Next week, we're going to discuss health and wellness and homeschooling with Allison Rand. Allison was born and raised in Maine and moved to Phoenix soon after being married. She's a proud mama to two adopted children whom she homeschools, and she's built a business around connecting with other moms and creating healthy lifestyles focused on organic nutrition. I look forward to interviewing Allison and seeing you next week. Bye.
1: Bye to next week.